everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out of the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast, brought to you by our sponsors, Charlie the Bacon Guy, Mazda of Orland Park, Fredo's Culinary Kitchen, and Nick and Ivy Brewing. I am Rick Camp, and once again, I am alongside my fellow fat, Jay Zawoski. Jay, I don't know if I should ask how you're doing, but it's good that you're back. It is good that I'm back. It is good that you did not ask that question, because this is only an hour-long podcast. I'm hanging in there. The light is at the end of the tunnel, but it has been two weeks of a lot of stress and a lot of uh, concern, but not a lot of action. (laughs) It's like you're sitting around waiting for something to go wrong that actually doesn't go wrong, but you feel like the second you leave, it's going to go wrong. So that's what I've been living with for the last couple of weeks. I've got my mom who's recovering from her broken hip. My dad just got out of the hospital with RSV and pneumonia, and he already has COPD, and it's just been crazy, crazy chaos, but I'm very happy to be back doing the show. Um, I haven't been eating a ton of different stuff, but the stuff I have been eating, I've been eating a lot of. <laughs> that's, hey, that's the meat philosophy. People yeah. are like, how are you able to be fat when you don't like a lot of things? Well, yeah. I eat a lot of the things I like. Also, I eat when I'm stressed, and I've been very stressed, so I've been eating a lot. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we appreciate you being with us. Make sure you uh, are subscribed and all that great stuff on all your favorite podcast apps. We have not had a YouTube video in a few weeks. We'll probably get back to that next week, hopefully. But in the meantime, go check out some old episodes, youtube.com slash I'm fat podcast. So many of you have jumped on our merch page and we appreciate that as well. I'm fat Very helpful during the holidays. I think there's still some time to get your orders in by Christmas. No guarantee. But I think if you order, you know, today or tomorrow, you might have a decent shot. If not, you can still order and print out the order form and say, hey, I got you this. It's coming soon. Um, So lots of cool stuff on I'mFatMerch.com. And we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all that great stuff at I'mFatPod. Check out the I'm Fat Podcast fans page as well on Facebook. That's a lot of fun. Lots of good content on there. And speaking of Facebook, I want to start with something real quick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our unpaid producer, Rush Schneider who is truly a blessing to all of us. Yes. Facebook is suggesting that I friend all of his friends. <laughs> like I, I keep getting, you know, like when you're scrolling Facebook and then you get like the little window where it says There's suggested friends, friend. that's one mutual friend. And it's always Russ. Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta say though, Russ has some attractive female friends. Good job, Good Russ. Him. Way to go. <laughs> this is weird. What's well, weird that it keeps telling me that. It, a little bit. Like, yeah. why is Russ the one? Like, I think I've met Russ in person maybe six times, seven times. Mm-hmm. But Facebook has somehow decided that he's the one that <laughs> that all of his friends are the one he's that the I should connect with. Your future friendships. <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, I'm not going to friend Russ's friends, but um, it's good to see what Russ has going on in his life. All of his friends seem relatively normal. You know, I haven't seen anything problematic. You know, no troublesome imagery or, uh, you know, headwear or anything like that. So good work, Russ. Way to have good friends, apparently, at least on the surface. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, any who is right. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I I thought I was going to have the lead this week 
And then you sent me a picture. Oh, yeah. That is absolute wonderment on some sort of tray. And I just need you to describe what this is. Yeah, I'm going to tweet the photo. Listener, I'll tweet the photo from I'm Fat Pod. It'll be up there by the time you see the podcast. But uh, Saturday was my annual Zawaski family Christmas party. I was able to get away for a few hours and attend that. And you guys have seen the pictures in the past when we had my entire trunk of the entire trunk of my uh, Mazda CX-5 was full of Los Angeles pizza. We'd probably get like 20 pizzas when we go to the bowling alley. We changed it up a little bit this year because it was getting a little expensive to like have everybody chip in for all that food. Mm-hmm. So this year we said, everybody bring a dish, appetizer or, you know, side or a dessert. So my cousin Stacy basically got like a giant hunk of wood and made a little Debbie charcuterie plate. So there's uh, ho-hos, uh, Christmas trees. There's uh, not ho-ho, sorry, Swiss cake rolls. They're How ho- dare yeah, you? Yeah, I know. I know. Sorry. Uh, Swiss cake rolls. And then there's also strawberry Swiss cake rolls, which I'd never had before, mm-hmm. which were delightful. Christmas trees. Um, there was like every holiday little Debbie you can imagine, like cut up into little pieces, little squares or little circles. And then she decorated the plate like the tree. Uh, like the Swiss cake rolls made like a Christmas tree and there was all sorts of stuff. And then she kind of decorated the edges with M&Ms and candy canes and some other stuff like that. Rick, I'll give you a guess of the little Debbie item that went uneaten on all fronts. Ooh, how about uh, the old, oh, the little Debbie or the anything on this thing? Uh, any, yeah, anything on there. Because I don't know. I think some of the items may have been hostess. Um. Is it the snowballs? The snowballs. The snowballs went uneaten. And my cousin Stacy, who made it, her daughter Mary, is like, what is this thing? And she held it in her hand for like a good five minutes. I'm like, I think it's just Coke. I've never had one, but I think it's basically a coconut covered ding dong. Right? Like kind of. is that? I think so. Yeah. And and she like broke it in half and she's like, no, that's gross. And then put it back together. And I don't know what she did with the rest of it. But uh, yeah, none of the snowballs were touched. But everything else in that tray was good and gone. Like, we devoured that thing. I kept coming back. But there was great stuff. Like, my uncle who owns Uncle Bud's and my cousin who owns Uncle Bud's, they brought, like, wings and tacos. So there was that sort of stuff was covered. It was just awesome. It was so nice to be out there. We just do it at the Worth Township building because my cousin Katie is a trustee. Oh, nice. So we get, like, the kids get to run around the gym. The adults, we put out some folding chairs and, like, the uncles play cards and the cousins hang out. It was a great time, and uh, the the Little Debbie charcuterie board definitely stole the show. <laughs> that is that is so creative. I know. I know. so smart. Like, everything on there has a purpose. Yep. It makes total sense. Like, that is a, that is a tip of the cap to Cousin Stacy because that's fantastic. Well, and I need to mention, too, because I have not done a show since Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, the last show I did was pre Thanksgiving and I, I, I must've last year either observed or complained and it could probably be construed as both depending on who's hearing it, that there was no corn at Thanksgiving mm. at my aunt Joe's house. Aunt Joe is Stacy's mom for those doing the Zawaski family tree at home. 
does stuff. Yes, she's got it going on. Okay. And uh, <laughs> she's like, look, I made corn for you. I've been saving this. I knew I knew I had to have corn. I'm like, that is awesome. Thanksgiving was great, and I got my corn, and I think I probably ate half the bowl of it, and it was just wonderful, and it was a cherry on top of a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner for Aunt Joe. Um, and by the way, all these people I'm mentioning have been the people that have been giving me relief when I have to go to work or have to do whatever. Um, my Aunt Joe and my cousin Stacy and Katie, like they've all been here, and they've all stepped up like huge time uh, to help me out as best they can. So thanks to them for the corn on Thanksgiving, for the little Debbie charcuterie plate, and for keeping me sane over the last two weeks. <laughs> that's great okay so my big thing this week and i am sending you the pictures now Ooh. and i i tweeted this an update on harrison gourd our guy our fat the fat squirrel that peruses the front yard of my place <laughs> yes. and i i literally can't make this up that sam and i are out and Someone brings over, like, a basket, a basket of goodies mm-hmm. that is sitting on our step for a few hours. So we get home. It's there. There's an Amazon package, too, so we're like, great. And the people that brought it, like, put something that we have in the yard just kind of in front of it to maybe try and hide the basket a little bit. Mm-hmm. Harrison Gord. Harry. <laughs> was not fooled by this <laughs> by this act and we get we bring the thing in and Sam's like oh my god there's a hole in the clear wrap around the basket mm-hmm. and there is a hole into the Garrett's popcorn <laughs> bag so Harry got into the basket and also got into the Garrett's popcorn, leaving the rest of it uneaten because who knows, along with <laughs> what fat diseases that Harry has, who knows what other diseases he has. So some very nice Garrett's popcorn went uneaten because Harrison Gord was too fat to resist. Hey, I don't blame him. That's that's Garrett's cheese popcorn. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're definitely going to plow into that and... Uh, they know, man, they, they know where to find it. That That is a very strong smell. And I'm wondering if you, did you actually see him after this incident no. occurred? I'm just imagining him just covered in cheese. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. <laughs> the other crazy part about it is there's, if you look at the picture of the thing on the porch, yeah, there's a tube in like the front near corner of the box that or the basket and what that is is a thing of caramels Mm. and those were outside of the um those were outside of the damn uh whatever you call it with the basket outside of the basket yes because that picture that i have with the amazon package is actually the picture from the amazon guy saying that he delivered the package (laughs) so this was before (laughs) the incident occurred now, I could have been the Amazon guy, in fairness. Maybe he's a listener, and he's like, wait a minute, I know this porch. I'm going to yeah, eat some right. of this cheese corn and blame it on the damn squirrel. That, I, I'd be impressed by that. I really would. I, I, I would actually <laughs> probably tip the cap on that one. But no, like, the fact that this has gone this far, this quickly, and that this fat squirrel is this committed, I can only love him more. 
No, I mean, look, uh, he has earned his reputation. I mean, you sent me the first week you sent me. I'm like, this is a fat squirrel like this. He's undeniably fat. Then you sent me another one. I'm like, okay, he is, he is taking some pride in this new found celebrity. Yeah. And he's really doing the work. And then this week, big time. I mean, really took it to another level. And uh, I don't know. I think our buddy Mark Allen Fishman is going to have to make a Harrison Gord shirt for us. Just covered in cheese, you know, covered in popcorn. And he's definitely going to be in March Fatness. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Might be a one seat at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if it keeps going like this to where we literally can't get food delivered, that's, I mean, that's that's pretty damn good. That's good. So at what point, Rick, though, and let me, like, what would he have to do for you to be like, oh, interesting. Well, now I'm going to sneak a little something extra into this uh, little treat for him, and it's called squirrel poison. What would it take (laughs) for you to just say, you've had a nice run, Harry. Get the F out of my food. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what food it would take. Or you should get him like a you should get him a like a Fredo's mozzarella stick, and just leave it oh. on the porch and see how long it takes him to eat it. Or he could nap inside of it because the <laughs> things are so damn yeah, he huge. Burrow right into it. Yes, just like eat out the cheese and its incentive because then he has a bigger home. A nice, warm, cozy, deep fried home for Harry. <laughs> it just seems fitting. A deep fried home for Harry is my favorite Hallmark movie. Oh, that yes, that and. I think I saw a preview for that while we were watching Four Christmases yesterday. Yes, I think you did. Uh, by the way, I've been watching a lot of those, too. Um, and anytime you want to throw Winnie Cooper on a holiday movie, I don't care how mm-hmm. bad the plot is. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, that's... I know she's your Topanga. Yes, that's our age That's our age gap. It really is. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think, for guys my age, I just turned 46, Jesus. Uh, that's that's the that's the A1. Winnie Cooper is the A1. Danica, Danica McKellar, for those that did not watch uh, Wonder Years. Your loss, not mine. Yeah, for uh, and then I missed my opportunity when uh, Danielle Fischel was in town a few weeks ago. Yeah. I know. They did, uh, they did a Pod Meets World taping. At the, I think it was at the Chicago Theater. I believe that's right. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't able to attend. Yeah, you blew it, man. I, dude, I even got a, a last minute call from our guy, Ray Diaz, <laughs> who was like, hey. Hey, dog. I've Yeah. <laughs> he was like, hey, I've got an extra ticket for this. And I, I just couldn't. I already had stuff going on. I'm like, oh, my God. Brutal. Just, just the worst to be, to be in the same room with her would have been fantastic. What would you have done? Um, definitely not been a creeper and just stared longingly <laughs> from probably the back of the room. Eh, you probably would have. It's okay. I'm yeah. sure she's used to that. Like you would be in the, in like the spectrum of creepy people to Daniel official. You're probably like the bottom 10th percentile. Well, yeah, because I resemble her bum-ass husband. <laughs> She's just, like, settled. I get it. Yeah. He was in kids' songs, so he was also, like, a child actor, kind of. And then he was a radio host, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. Wasn't he... Am I thinking of the right guy? Wasn't he kind of a dick to her? Am I remembering this? I don't want to slander anybody. I don't I'm just going to back off this, by the way. Speaking I don't know. Of that, 
He he was the guy that said he found was it a shrimp in his uh, cereal? Yes. Okay. That I do was think him. Th- Hope will know better than me. Um, I know for a fact that was him. This guy is problematic for some reason. I don't remember what it is, but whatever. We'll get there. That's that's beside the point. Speaking yeah. of uh, me being forty six and old, mm-hmm. did you see that Melissa Joan Hart is playing a grandmother in some movie? No, she's not. Yes, she is. She's not that old. I think like she's grandmother old. No, I, no, of course not. But in Hollywood, if you're like 40 or 100 years old. Come on. What was the one I told you? Uh, yeah, Melissa Joan Hart is 47. I told you this before. Remember in Tommy Boy? Let's see. Tommy Boy came out in, hold these years for me, 1995. Okay. Okay. Bo Derek, who played Brian Dennehy's wife, mm-hmm. was born in 1956. Okay. So how old was Bo Derek in 1995 if she was born in 1956? No, she was like 39. 1995 minus 1956, 39 years old. Bo Derek was 39 years old in Tommy Boy. And she was treated like an elderly woman. That's insane. Right? That's how Hollywood works, buddy. Yeah. By the way, Bo Derek would. Yes. (sighs) Yes. <sighs> are you describing a reaction or are you giving an affirmative to? Yes. <laughs> hey, you know what you should do, though? And I'm going to have to oh. do this soon and for a long time. Okay. Go visit Nick and Ivy Brewing in Lockport. They're awesome. 1026 South State Street. They're family-owned small business run by Paul and Chrissy Ivnick. And if you're into beer of any kind, let's say you're a beer connoisseur and the more exotic and the more hoppy, the better for you. Or you're like me and you're just like, you know what? I can go for like a Corona or a Miller High Life or something a little lighter, something a little easier. Whatever your beer taste is, they've got it for you at Nick and Ivy Brewing. It is just an awesome, laid back, welcoming neighborhood joint with just incredible beer. You're going to walk in there. You're going to have sports on TV. You're going to have live music. Every Tuesday, there's an open mic. Every Friday and Saturday, they've got live acts come and play their stage. Do not miss Nick and Ivy in Lockport. It's an awesome spot right there in historic downtown Lockport. You can bring in food from any of the great uh, neighborhood uh, restaurants around there, including our favorite Taco Heaven. Just amazing. Follow them on social media. Nick and Ivy Brewing on Facebook and Instagram, and of course their website, nickivybrewing.com. That's N I K I V Y brewing.com. They're at 1026 South State Street in historic Lockport. Go check them out. And speaking of Taco Heaven, Rick, mm-hmm. I've been in Taco Heaven for the last couple weeks. This has been the one thing, aside from uh, tons of ramen, keeping me sane, is that okay. the double decker taco is back. I know it's for a limited time. But Taco Bell finally pulled their heads out of their asses and brought the Double Decker back. I have had nine in the last two weeks. <laughs> wow. Not, not nine times, but nine? Not nine times, no. But anytime I head to the office and I've got a little extra time, I make sure I stop at that Taco Bell right there on like 117th and Pulaski. There's a really nice new Taco Bell right there that like I feel like half the world really hasn't discovered yet. And it's always like I'm only one or two people in the drive-thru. I've even gone in and dined in a couple times because I'm like, look, I'm not going to get my double-decker for long. So instead of eating it in the car and like eat as quickly as I can, I'm just going to sit down and enjoy it. 
And man, it is as good as I remember. And I hope they get the message. I hope people are buying these because I know like we complain about places taking away our favorite thing all the time. But usually you can justify it like, okay, like this item, like it it requires this like one special ingredient that's not on anything else or whatever. Everything you need to make the double decker is right there at Taco Bell. Here's what you need. A you all basically all you do is you make a hard shell taco, then you take a flour tortilla, you put some beans on it, and then you wrap that around the hard shell taco. That's it. It's one extra step. I don't know why this is off the menu, and hopefully they get the message and it stays forever because it's just awesome. It is the best menu item they have above even the Mexican pizza in my mind. Is it like seven dollars now? No, I think they're like three something a piece. So it's not okay. bad. Like usually I think like I would get three and a drink and it would be like twelve or thirteen bucks. Mm-hmm. So that's that's not bad. Not bad. No. That's good that they're rectifying that because while they're at it, Taco Bell. Uh-huh. Bring yep. back mm-hmm. the goddamn mm-hmm. yep. caramel apple empanada. <laughs> I want them to just so I can try it because you've talked about it so much and with such passion and fire uh, that it has to be amazing. I just it's weird. Like, I don't think to get dessert at Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. Um, But now that you've screamed about it for what, three or four years now. Yeah, pretty much. it's got to come back at some point. And when it does, I will be there. I'll be like you in line at Real Urban Barbecue just so I can try one of these goddamn caramel apple onion pinatas. They should actually put it on the menu as that. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Do it, cowards. The goddamn caramel apple and pinata. Uh, okay, so you actually lead perfectly into ah, my next thing. Nice. Happy to do Beca- that. Because there's another fast food chain that has made it to a part of the country that it has not been. Oh, yeah. And that is In-N-Out is now in Idaho. And I'm in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> apparently day one an eight hour wait no no there's i i i don't know what food it would take for me to wait eight hours there's not there's not a food worth an eight hour wait on the planet especially and mind you i've never had in and out because i haven't really gone out west much but yeah like all i remember hearing is like it's solid. It's it's fine. Okay. It's not anything special. It's very similar to I'm trying to think like the best phenomenon to compare it to. I guess it would be like when Chick Fil A came here, mm-hmm. and like maybe you had had it on vacation. Like for me, when I grew up, I lived in Virginia for two years, so we had Chick Fil A in Virginia when I was there, and it was something we would get now and again, like any fast food place. But then we weren't able to get it anymore. So when it came back to the Chicagoland area. We got really excited about it. And now that it's like readily available. Yeah. Eh. Like me. And I don't get it at all because whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm woke. Um, but I just, even if I wasn't, maybe once a month I would consider it. Like I just don't. I don't know. It's fine. And I, I feel the same way about in and out Like I went to California, had it with my friend. He's like, I'm so excited for you to try this. I'm like, that was really good. It is good. It's very. It's a very good fast food burger. But like, it's not that great. It's. It's. I'm telling you, it's, there's no way it's better than Culver's. 
Okay. No shot it's better than Culver's. It's not better than Five Guys. Of course, Five Guys, you got to take out a mortgage on your home to buy. Well, yeah, there's that. But, I mean, in terms of quality of the burger, ingredients, etc., like, Culver's, it destroys them. Mm-hmm. It is good. I'm, I don't want to, like, I'm not saying it's bad. And if you go to California or, or Idaho for some reason, um, try it. You should try it just to say you've had it. But, you know, if it was here, it's something I would, ha- it would be in the rotation, but not something I would, like, really go out of my way for very often. Yeah, like, there's, I've never had a moment where I'm like, boy, I want to go. Like, I want to go out west and, like, one of the highlights will, or one of the things on the checklist will be getting in and out. Like, when I went to North Carolina a couple times in the last few years, I was like, okay, I really want to hit up Bojangles. Yeah. Just because I'd heard a lot. It sounded good. So, yes. And I, and I loved that experience. Great experience for me. Mm-hmm. So, that's something, like, sure. But... I just I just haven't heard enough like over the top good things about In and Out from people whose opinion I trust to like really make it a priority. So well, an eight hour wait? No. Like, you know what I'd rather do? Anything. Yes, I would rather like <laughs> wait a week or two and then go there once it's calmed down a little bit. Then wait eight hours, and it's not even like an eight-hour thing where you can like check in and then go do other stuff and come back. This is eight hours in line. Yeah, and then once you order, and I will say too, my I've, I think I've had it two or three times in my life, and every time I've had it, and you order it, it's like a significant wait for the food too. Like it's not like a McDonald's where it's done in five minutes. Like they they do sure. cook it fresh to order. And again, I would say, Rick, if you are near one and it's not an eight-hour wait, try it. You should try it. You should say you yeah. tried it. Like I wouldn't say avoid it. It's definitely very good. And if it was here, it would be one of my favorite burger spots. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think it's worth an eight-hour wait. And I know people do it like it's for the experience. It's for the fun. It's for the social aspect of it. Like I don't think anyone in their mind says, yes, this this burger was worth an eight-hour wait. Um Aside from like being able to tell your friends the story that I waited in line for eight hours for a burger, (laughs) you know, it kind of reminds me of Krispy Kreme. Like when Krispy Kreme was new here, people would wait in line for like an hour or two hours to try a Krispy Kreme. But that was a very different kind of a thing because there's really nothing like a Krispy Kreme. Right. A burger is a burger to me. Especially a fast food burger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is solid. I'm not knocking it. I just, eight hours is absurd. And I can't imagine anyone was like, yes, that was worth it. Wow, that burger was so good that I absolutely justified doing that. No, no shot. None at all. But again, try it if, you, try it if you're near one. But so you're, so you're not saying you would wait in line in your Mazda CX-5? Or no, your I'd probably run out of gas, even though I get great gas mileage in that car. Give me like 26 mm-hmm. miles per gallon in that CX-30. Nice. Uh, it's a great vehicle. But yeah, I don't want to sit in any vehicle for eight hours. That's brutal. Eight hours. That's how long it took to fly to Dublin. <laughs> like, that's a, a great way to put it. It is. That's how long it took to fly from O'Hare to Dublin. Eight. I think it's eight and a half hours. And guess what happened when I got out of the plane eight hours later? I was in Dublin. As opposed to I'm still in the same parking lot in Idaho. No. No. But anyway. If you do want to drive your Mazda, you should buy your Mazda at Mazda of Orland Park. 
right there on 159th Street in Orland. Go to MazdaOfOrlandPark.com. I drive a 2015 CX-5, a 2022 CX-30. Absolutely love them. My cousin Lizzie is in the market for one. I think she's going to hit up Eric this week and hopefully get the uh, wheels moving, so to speak, on a new Mazda. I'm not sure which way she's leaning. Maybe a CX-5, but you really can't go wrong. They've got the brand new CX-50 and CX-90. So whatever your needs are, vehicle-wise, you're looking for you know, kind of a crossover SUV. That's what the CX-30 is. The CX-5 is more of your midsize SUV, a little bigger than the 30. And then you've got the 50 and the 90, which are a little bit bigger. The 50 is more of like an off-road kind of a vehicle, similar to a, a competitor uh, that has a vehicle named after a steakhouse, that one. Mm. Uh, it's very similar in that kind of a vein, but a much better and more reliable vehicle, of course. The Willie Nelson crap your pants car? <laughs> yes, exactly. No, 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 <laughs> you idiot. Yes, no, yes, I know what you're saying. But no, the other steakhouse. Oh, okay. The one with the blooming onion. Oh. Yeah, so go check him out. Call Eric Vates, 708-444-3200. I think that's right. 708-444-3200. Yeah. I don't have any of my stuff with me. I'm no, in my it, parents' it basement. Sorry. I just, I, I couldn't resist making myself laugh. No, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, but go check him out. Go say hi to Eric and get yourself a Mazda. And I'm going to pause, and I'm going to move to the next thing, and then say, by the way, Rick, do you know a Bloomin' Onion is not just a food item? I found out this is an act of romance, for lack of a better word. Oh. I will not describe it on the podcast. I would uh, advise oh. you not to search for it, but I know curiosity is going to get the best of you, and you're going to do it, and a bunch of our listeners are going to do it, and just Urban before you do, dictionary. okay, just... Remind you that I told you not to, because I care. Okay, so incognito window. (laughs) (laughs) Urban dictionary. No, just don't do photos. No, no. I feel bad for the people that are like, oh, what's that thing at Outback called again? I'm going to Google it and show it to you. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> I told you. Oh, no. I'm so glad I didn't click pictures. Thank you. Oh, that's 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 funny. Just, also, oh, no. Just don't. Just take our word for it. Don't. Yeah, Here. this is like Evan Fournier, never Google, but like, <laughs> you know, just don't. Yes. Never Urban Dictionary. Good call. Good call by you. By the way, uh, speaking of the other things you shouldn't do. Yes. Have you seen another person died from this charged lemonade at Panera? Seriously? Yes. Two people at least have died because they're like their heart rips out of their chest from the damn charged lemonade. I guess wow. the charged lemonade is like two coffees or something. And people are just like going back for refills all day long. Oh, no. It's like, stop. And like, here's the thing, Mr. Panera. Like, once one person dies from a beverage at your store, mm-hmm. you might want to just pump the brakes and, like, reformulate the thing. Right. Because the thing is, too, people that go to Panera generally, mm-hmm. probably not the strongest tickers in the world because it's it's glorified hospital food that's sold at a brick-and-mortar location. Yeah. So... Maybe the types of crowds that are going in there don't have the strongest hearts to be able to uh, handle such things. Well, and the other thing I know about them, too, is they've got this thing called the Sip Club, which is like you get unlimited drinks for free if you pay like I think it's like eight ninety nine a month. 
And then you could just drive through Panera as often as you want through the course of a month and get as many drinks as you want. That's not a bad idea. Actually. It's Well, it's not. Like, if you live near one and you get a coffee every morning, that pays for itself after, what, like two trips? Yeah. That's, that's not a bad deal at all. But if people are doing this with the charged lemonade all day, like, dude, once one person dies, you, you'd probably pull it. And if you're hesitant there, after mm-hmm. the second person, pull it. And I guess they're still, like, doubling down on this and saying they're not going to do it. And it's not, like, very clearly labeled that it's hyper-caffeinated. Right. Like, it didn't, after a while, like, Jolt had to have some yeah. sort of warning on it? I believe so, yes. And after a while, Four Loco went away. Yeah. Like, I just... My dad being a truck driver, he wouldn't drink Jolt, but he knows a lot of guys that did. And was like, I'm not touching that shit. No, it's it's a good idea by him. Um, but like the other thing too is you you know you go to a Panera, and maybe you got a kid who's like eight or nine who can handle the fountain by themselves, mm-hmm. and like oh lemonade. And you're giving eight nine eight or nine year old like three coffees in a single shot, and as a yeah, parent you're like they just got lemonade. I don't know. Like why is my kid free- tweaking right now? What happened? Mm-hmm. It's just a bad idea. I'm sorry. It's a bad idea. Yeah. But hey, you know, Panera doesn't seem to be backing off of it. So it's just crazy. Like, oh, someone died from this? Yeah, let's let's get rid of that. Eh, eh, maybe not. Let's just keep it going and see what happens. Right. <laughs> right. The, the one risk Panera's ever taken with anything on their menu. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> a good point. That's <laughs> a good point. You know where you can eat and it's not going to kill you? Huh. Well, at least not right away. Uh, Fredo's Culinary <laughs> Kitchen, 628 South Roselle Road in Schaumburg, home of the I'm Fat Burger, the I'm Fat Pizza, the I'm Fat Grilled Cheese. So much awesome I'm Fat stuff there, and everything there is awesome. And guess what? It's almost Christmas, and if you don't have an idea for a gift yet, you might want to act now. Go to Fredo'sBakery.com. Check out all the great brownies and cookies they have to offer there. Sold in two-pound boxes. Each item is individually wrapped. That's a great last-minute gift idea. It's homemade. It's fresh. It's delicious. Everyone's going to love it, and it's going to show you put some thought into a gift. Go to Fredo'sBakery.com. But if you're just in for the Fredo's Pizza experience and you want to place an online order, do that. Use the code I'mFat, and you'll save 10% every time. Fredo'sPizza.com, Fredo'sBakery.com. Follow them on Instagram at Fredo'sPizza. All right, I've got. I know you. Uh, did I see that you went to the Chris Kindle market? Did I see that correctly? I did. Yes. Can I offer a hot take here? Sure. We've often talked about the uh, aroma to taste ratio with bold mm-hmm. nuts. The visual appeal to actual taste ratio of raclette is massive. Did you get a raclette when you were there? What's a raclette? Okay, the raclette is where you get a piece of French bread, and then they have, like, this lamp that melts cheese, and then they take the cheese and they scrape it onto the bread, mm-hmm. like super melty cheese. Oh, okay. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it's a viral thing. It is very visually appealing. Uh, the cheese is stinky and doesn't taste very good. Yeah, you can definitely tell You can definitely tell when you're near it. Yes, it's very fragrant. And I got one. I was excited to get it. And I'm like, I, I don't remember if I liked this last time or not. Got it. I've I've almost finished it, but I'm like, I did not really enjoy this experience. Like mm-hmm. towards the end of the raclette, maybe it was just like because the cheese is so stinky and like fragrant, 
that the longer I ate it, the more stinky and fragrant it got. Okay. And I was like, okay, I like this at first. And now the longer I'm eating this, the less and less I like it. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's a hot take. Maybe if you think I'm wrong, hit me up. I'm fatpod at gmail.com. But I'm done getting Reclet, man. It looks good, but nah. Give me the Pizzelle. The other thing I got, did you get those little oh, tiny? Pizzelles um, are great. They were selling like little tiny like waffle balls. It, they it served in like a little tub, but they have this iron tray that almost looks like half of an egg carton. And they fill those little uh, holes with pancake batter. And you get like a dozen of these little like quarter sized uh, pancakes and they cover it in powdered sugar. Oh my God. So good. Ooh. And I, I hate to give away my, my Chris Kindle market hack. But I'm going to do it just for our I'm Fat Podcast listeners. If you're okay. considering going to the Chris Kindle Market in Chicago. You're white. Well, you're of course you're white. But go to the one at Wrigley. The one downtown is an absolute freaking nightmare. Yes. Okay. So as so when this, the Chris Kindle Market idea first came up, I went to the one in Aurora. Okay. Which was very nice. Plenty of space. Like. Before we went, Sam was like, oh, no, he hates this, thinking I truly hate the market in and of itself. Right. Which, you know, whatever. Like, it's not my first choice of thing to do, but it's totally fine. As long as there's, like, room to breathe, that thing is like a meat market. Like, I joke about feeling like a median. I have never felt less (laughs) confident to take a step than at the Chris Kindle market in the loop. Because I swear to God, any step you took, you're you're like stepping on someone's heel or tripping somebody or you're tripping yourself or you're bumping into somebody that's got a hot drink that doesn't have a top on it. It the one in the city is the worst. Hands down. The one in Aurora, complete 180 from that. Plenty of space. We were there a little later, so like closer to close. And maybe that had to do with it, but it was such a better experience. Yeah, and the Wrigley one is very similar. I mean, it's crowded, but there's space to walk. There's things like you're not feeling like you're walking on people's heels. It's and by the way, for next week, I bought a bunch of stuff when we went, and then I was saving it for the podcast. But then I haven't been able to do the podcast. I got a bunch of like European desserts that that's, are just. That's si- what I did last week. Yeah, they're just sitting at my house, so we'll do it next week when we're back to no- totally normal. Did you get the? Uh, uh, and I don't know, like how did, how the uh, vendors vary from like one location to the next. They had Haribo. Yep. But it with a marshmallow with like the strawberry cover on it. I did get those, but I haven't eaten them yet. <laughs> that's perfect. I I love them. They're they're very good. Like it's it's a more it's a slightly more dense marshmallow, which. I'm a big fan of. I also got uh, Chips and Ho- chips Ahoy and Oreo Milka. I think it's called a Milka candy okay. bar. So I have those too. So we'll sample all those on next week's pod. So that'll be a Perfect. lot of fun. In the meantime, is it mm-hmm. time to ask the fats? I have one more thing I want to get oh, to real shit. quick. Okay. We'll leave Ryan Poles' tie to the side for right now. <laughs> yes. But I we, I we cannot go without mentioning... Southwest Airlines new, and I know this isn't the official name, their fat people policy. (laughs) Because it's literally, if you are someone that, quote, whose body encroaches past the armrest, 
has the ability to get the extra seat for free. Hmm. This, it's like, I, Look, it's fantastic, but yeah. also is that for, for those that are like socially self-conscious, is that even worse? Well, there's that. I do also think. I know I'm being anti-fat on this one, but I do also think like everyone is generally uncomfortable in an airplane seat. Mm-hmm. It's not really a cozy fit for most people. I think most people would love to have the seat next to them empty. Yes. And I do feel like it's somewhat unfair. Look, I know they have to accommodate people and I get that, right? Like Sure. But I I do if it was me, right? Let's say I was another 100 pounds or so and mm-hmm. I, and I needed the second chair, I would almost feel better if I had to pay like an extra 50. Interesting. I feel like it probably shouldn't be free. But I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm glad it is, and good for them, right? They should accommodate people. And look, there's some people that I'm overweight because I eat. There's some people that have glandular issues or things they can't control. So I, and I guess the airline should, I, I'm going to retract what I said. I, okay, fine. It's good that it's free because there are people that can't control their weight for whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the reason might be. They don't have any control on it. And they, it, then you can't leave it into the hands of the airline and be like, well, I don't believe that you don't have a, they can't do that. You can't have a gray area. So Mm -hmm. good. Accommodation is good. I stand corrected. Yes. Good job. Southwest. And also one note from the time article on this, uh, which also has the most hilarious picture as the, uh, the, for the start of the article, like it's called Southwest praise for giving free extra seats, how us airlines handle plus size passengers. Mm -hmm. It's a dude wearing jeans a button down like a like a casual button down and he's holding both sides of the belt that do that will not buckle (laughs) (laughs) it's so good that's awesome one note from this is over the last three decades airplane seats have narrowed by as much as three inches well you got to cram more people and make more profit that's what it's all about Yep, exactly. So to that point, screw the big company. Always. Whichever it is. Yep. Unless they want to sponsor the podcast. Of course. In which case case we will listen. However, for now, screw that. And I do enjoy this policy. Hopefully people aren't overdoing it or people aren't. (laughs) Are there going to be people now that are like not really fat? But like they're just slightly chubby that are gonna like try and juice like juice their numbers a little bit. Yes. And like w- wear extra layers or like put something under their shirts to try and make them wider. Yes, of course. For every good intention, there's someone who's going to exploit it. Of course. That's fascinating. Of course, there's going to be. All right, I do. You, you've reminded me about Ryan Pol's mm-hmm. tie, so I do yes. want to mention it real quick. If you go to the I'm Fat Podcast Twitter page or my Twitter page at Jay Zawoski, um, there's a picture of Ryan Poles hugging uh, Montez Sweat. And Ryan Poles has the fat guy tie. And for those of you that don't know the fat guy tie, uh, every time I wear a tie, I have to get a clothespin. Why? Oh, no, he really does. Yes, because as a fat guy, when you tie the tie, a normal person, a normie, if you will, 
the back part of the tie, like the skinny part that goes behind the part you see, it yep. tucks nicely into that little loop, or you can get like a little tie clip or whatever. No, no, no. For guys like me and Rick, that little back part goes roughly to our collarbone. That's about how low down our chest it goes. Yeah, it is a wild card in the like dress clothes process. Yes. So Ryan Poles, who is, I would say he qualifies as a fat, even though he's looking a little leaner these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the football neck, though, and the football shoulders. But go take a look at that picture, and you'll see uh, the struggle for fat people with ties. And I, I'm always self-conscious about it. So that's why I always have uh, safety pins with me. So I can really? pin it down so that little piece doesn't flop out at the back. That's interesting. Because I need every inch of that tie I can get. Yep, same here. Yeah, 100%. All right, now we can ask the fats, right? Yes. Let's do it. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. Ask a fat, as always, is brought to you by our buddy, Charlie the Bacon Guy. And here he is with this week's Bacon Report. Thanks, Jay. This week's available flavors are maple pepper, red wine, French toast, cherry Dr. Pepper, beer, cheddar, ranch, Sazerac, curry ginger, and lemon pepper. Bacon jams are the original, the bourbon, spicy, mango habanero, and pineapple. Big shout out and thank you to everybody who's placed orders for the holidays so far, including... Ramblin' Grimace, who ordered back at the beginning of November, like a smart man that he is. And he just picked his order up today. Also to Christine, who's going to give a pack of bacon away to her family in their white elephant uh, shindig. I love that idea. I'm definitely going to add some business cards into that order. If you missed any of the flavors this week, check out the website, charliethebaconguy.com. See what's available. See what's not. I'll make it for you. For the Bacon Report, I'm Charlie the Bacon Guy. Get yourself some bacon from Charlie. It's easier to do now than ever. CharlieTheBaconGuy.com. And look, if none of those flavors that Charlie mentioned are really uh, scratching the itch, which seems impossible to me, but sure, do you. You can go to CharlieTheBaconGuy.com and peruse the bacon archive. You can see every flavor he's ever made. And if you order enough of it, he'll make you some. Anything you want. And if you got a suggestion, you can hit him up as well. CharlieTheBaconGuy.com is your one-stop shop for all things Charlie the Bacon Guy and all things bacon. There's no preservatives in his bacon. It's all natural. It's great. And it makes a wonderful gift. It freezes up beautifully. Get yourself some bacon. Get yourself uh, some bacon for a loved one. CharlieTheBaconGuy.com. And speaking of that, our first email is from Michael, who sends with the subject Fat Fashion. Michael says, I had a tub of Charlie's bacon jam for dinner tonight. The whole thing, no regrets. Well, there you go, Michael. That's why would you regret that? That's amazing. Right. Like, so would you say he's living with no regretskis? I would say that, yes. And I'd be paid to say that, (laughs) which is why I said it. Uh (laughs) They paid me a ridiculous. I got paid a lot for that. Good. I got paid like twenty five hundred dollars for that ad. No shit. I think That's it ran awesome. like six times. That's like um, my uh, LASIK. Oh yeah. It, it, I was told when I initially signed it, it's a three year contract, which I'm like, cool. I'm getting a free like high end LASIK procedure. Absolutely. Three yeah. years. Like record a commercial a month, and then it runs for that month. 
then you have to re-record and whatever. I'm like, totally cool. Well, not only did it end up running for just one year, and then they were like, hey, we're getting new people, so you're officially out of the contract. I'm like, sweet, I still got the LASIK procedure. Yeah, hell yeah. Also, some of those months, nothing changed in the copy except for the promo code. So our guy, Russ Matera, was like, just record the line with the promo code and you're set. Beautiful. And I'm like, okay. So for like (laughs) half of the times I even had to go in there, it was like less than five minutes and we were out. That's it. See, every now and again, a bone gets thrown our way. Right. Because it wasn't going to in salary. That's correct. Anyway. Mm-hmm. You want to tackle this next one? Yep. This one is from our guy, Popcorn Andy. Yeah. So, Jay, hope all is well on your end. Rick, you and Sam did an amazing job the last two weeks holding down the fat or fort. True. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, last week, Sam admitted she is a popcorn lover and a popcorn shoveler. <laughs> I'm a big time shoveler, not only the popcorn, M&Ms, peanuts, gross, Cheetos, etc. Question for Sam. What is your favorite popcorn? And I'll, are you a gourmet popcorn person? I'll take movie theater popcorn, extra butter every time. Can you answer this for Sam? I can because I saw the question and asked her. <laughs> so she said... Movie theater popcorn with the extra butter is her go-to. Hell yeah. But she's certainly not going to say no to a Chicago blend of Garrett's or to just like a, like a white cheddar. Those are, her, those are her jams, but the movie theater popcorn, I can attest. I have seen it purchased with the butter, with the extra butter. It is, uh, that's her thing. That's a great answer from her. And we obviously know, even without him saying it, we know Andy's thoughts. Yes. And this, here's the second part for you. Andy says, I found a place in the city not too far from CHGO. That is a must. Okay. Boxcar Betty's is 500 West Madison in Ogilvy. Fried chicken sandwich and hand cut fries for 12 bucks. Damn. Great price for the amount of food. Hand cut fries cook perfectly with the right amount of salt. They give you plenty. Uh, once one of the best chicken sandwiches, great flavor, great crunch. Hope you all have a great holiday and Merry Christmas. May your plates never be empty. <laughs> your friend and fellow fat, Popcorn Andy. Okay, that sounds good, but as soon as I saw Ogilvy train station, I went, eh, because where am I going to park around there? Yeah, that's that's true. And the funny thing is, I think this went into Ogilvy, like right as I had no need to go to Ogilvy anymore. Yes. So... I remember it going in because there was like a couple spots within Ogilvy that were just like rotating. They, they're always they're just like how there's always those standalone buildings that are basically cursed mm-hmm. where nothing ever stays there like more than a year. It was the same thing in Ogilvy. It was like if you were walking in off of a main street, it was there was Mrs. Fields, then a dead spot, then Panda, then Subway. And I believe this went into that dead spot. Okay. I got to check it out. I'll scope it out. I'll drive by. Because I think there was one day I'm like, oh, I'm going to get Popeye's. And I went that way. And I'm like, oh, it's in a train station. And I looked around and there's nowhere to park. Yeah. That's, so, that's a rough area to try and park. Yeah. Okay. Got one here from Matt. And Matt says, hey, Fats, my wife and I recently... Went to Stephanie Izard's restaurant Little Goat Diner for lunch. Good move by you. We've always enjoyed her food, and her lunch was terrific, but what was really set it over the edge was her Cheez-It Sunday. It had vanilla strawberry swirl ice cream, 
with a chocolate magic shell topped with Nesquik crumble, peanut butter brittle, sorry, Rick, and it was topped with chocolate-covered Cheez-Its. To say this is the best dessert we've ever eaten is an understatement. It was sweet and salty, chocolatey and fruity, and the whole thing was decadent in the best way possible. I know Jay has eaten at Stephanie's restaurants before, and I highly recommend giving this one a shot if you ever make it out to Little Goat again. And I'm trying to remember. Hmm. I had something from um, the bakery that closed. Um, I can't remember what it was called. Something goat, sweet goat or whatever it was. It's closed, doesn't matter. But it was right next there to Little Goat. It was like attached to it. And there was some kind of Cheez-It item I had. like Maybe it was like a Cheez-It brownie or a Cheez-It cookie. And I was like, what is this? I don't want this. And it was great. There's something about the saltiness of a Cheez-It. Because when you think about a Cheez-It, it is way more salt-forward than cheese-forward. Yes, it is. So it's more about the the way the salt works. And once the chocolate's on it, you don't even really taste the cheese element of it. But it is. it is. It works really, really well for some reason. I can't understand why, but it mm-hmm. does. I texted Hope to say, what is the Cheez-It item we had at Stephanie Izard's place she hasn't seen it yet, but I'm she'll get back to me soon, and I'll I'm sure I'll get it before we're done, okay. and I'll let you know. Um, but yeah, it's good. Listen, anything Stephanie Eisner touches is gold. It's so good, and it's it, like there's been a lot of times I've been to Little Goat or one of uh, or Girl and the Goat or whatever, and not and like the things look like that seems like a strange combo, mm-hmm. but I try it and I love it. Because I just trust her inherently with food. Like, she's just such a good, inspired chef that if it's on her menu, I'll try it. And it's never let me down. I know you would try go to Little Goat, Rick. And you'd be a little bit maybe intimidated. There is, like, totally normal stuff, too. Like, pancakes and whatever you would get. But some of the stuff that she has on that menu is just crazy. And so good. And it works so well. And her ability to know, like, what's going to work together is uncanny. She does a great job with it. All right. The last one we have here is from Plainfield Mike. It said, hello, Jay and Rick. I'm a couple episodes behind, but there was a segment in your Thanksgiving episode that really spoke to me. I, too, really hate having to sift through all the word salad and most online recipes. It's almost as if the authors are trying to hit a word threshold for a high school essay. They are. Anywho... There's a nifty little app called Just the Recipe. Simply paste the link from just about any online recipe into that app, and it will magically spit out a recipe that is just the recipe. No filler. I hope you and your listeners would find this helpful. Cheers. That's a great idea. I should have invented that. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of the whole figuring out the technology to make it happen, it is a great idea. Ugh. That's a great idea. And I got a note. Do you know about our, uh, do you know about my text chain called road game review with uh Shep and Manley Shep Spiegel and Manley. We have had okay. a text thread running since the Spiegel and Manley show, which was what year was that? Eons. That was like the Mark Tressman era. It's like 13, 14. Yeah. So like 10 that. years ago, we've had this text chain going, uh, reviewing public bathrooms. That's fantastic. Uh, so this kid, uh, from Carmel High School won an award for developing an app called I Pooped There. <laughs> and he reviews bathrooms. And this is something that we had talked about forever. Yeah. And let's be honest. I, I'm sure he's not listening, but 
if someone's going to bankroll this thing, it's not me. It's nope. not Shep. It's nope. not Speaks. Nope. Looking at you, Patrick Manley. This is a failure on a long snapper's part. Let's be honest. He's He's been too busy making delicious beer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's a great idea, just like the recipe-only app. Just a recipe. Yeah, I'm downloading that immediately. Yeah. Because it's so annoying. Like, and then the other thing, too, is you find those recipe sites, and usually they're just loaded with pop-ups. Yes. So you'll be like, okay, I'm halfway. Oh, it popped up. Oh, God, I hit oh, the pop-up. Oh, do you need up. this pan? Oh, do you need these seasonings that are only from this area? Yeah, right. Ugh. Oh, it's so ridiculous. Okay, Hope can't remember the cheese it item. I said, I, okay. She said, what? With an exclamation point and a question mark. <laughs> I know we tried something. Now, I'm looking it up here. Cheese, okay, cheese it Sunday? Maybe that's what it was. I don't remember. I'll figure it out. Cheese it cake is on there. See, she's done this a lot. She's used a lot of cheese its in her recipes. I'll see what I can remember. I'll go like okay. back through my Instagram and see if it pops up. I'll report back next week. But I think okay. that's all we got, right? Yeah, that's all that we have. So make sure to follow us on all of our social media at I'm Fat Pod, I'm Fat Pod at gmail.com. Check out our Patreon, Spotify, if you like, and I'm Fat Merch.com for all the merch from T Public. Might not be able to get it in t- right in time for Christmas. Maybe, like, you got to check on that. But also, you could just shoot a receipt over. Be like, hey, you're getting this. Yeah. Expect that in the mail. By the way, speaking of that, I know we yes. had some winners uh, for this. For, yeah, the subscriptions to YouTube. Yes. I have your shirts. They're at my house. I have not had the chance to mail them out. I have not forgotten. I promise they're coming. Uh, I'm very sorry about the delay, but I hope you understand. I've had a whole bunch of chaos going on. So they're coming. I'll get them as soon as I can. Really sorry about that. What is the, is that uh, from Ted? Is that Gorilla Panic? Was it like Gorilla <laughs> Panic or the other one was they're coming, they're coming? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's what it was. So, yeah. Yes. So they are, uh, they will be there. And also if you're not even looking for our stuff, but you just want to search T public, go through our link because then whatever you get, we get a little bit of a kickback from it. Yes. YouTube.com slash I'm fat podcast. Catch up on old episodes for the time being there. Subscribe and like each episode. I'm sure probably starting next week or so we'll be back on YouTube. So you can feel better about yourself by looking at our faces <laughs> and then looking in the mirror yourself. Yeah. So you'll have that option and then to subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe and resubscribe to the regular podcast feed. Leave us the old five-star rating and review. And we actually got one. We got a, we got the old five-star uh, rating and review this week. So I'll pull that up real quick. Cause it was a, it was a good one uh, from J. E-J-E-J-1243. Five stars, best podcast on the radio. And another one from last week from Skeevy Stoner that said, I was told I would get a free garbage bag full of popcorn if I rated this podcast five stars. <laughs> that's the spirit. Yes, that's what we're looking for. So please do that for us. It helps out greatly. And so does checking out our sponsors, Charlie the Bacon Guy, Mazda of Orland Park, Fredo's Culinary Kitchen, and Nick and Ivy brewing so for jay i'm rick and this is the i'm fat podcast for the bacon report i'm charlie the bacon guy what you're stuck okay